Welcome back to another episode of the Thursday Night Streams podcast. This week, we have Carol Lilly speaking on how self-care and mindfulness leads to holiness. As Catholic Christians, we are called to love God with our whole selves, body, mind, and soul. However, in the Christian journey, we often find ourselves neglecting our own health and well-being at the service of our God-given mission. Carol will share her story of how she has navigated her spiritual, mental, and physical health through her many years in ministry work, and as she has stepped into her primary vocation of wife and mother. More about Carol Lilly, she is a George Mason University and Catholic Patriot alum. She graduated in 2015 with a Bachelor of Arts in Music and Theater. She served as a student leader within the Catholic Campus Ministry all four years, including two years as student campus minister. Upon graduating, she entered into full-time youth ministry in the Diocese of Arlington at the Basilica of St. Mary in Alexandria and St. Bernadette in Springfield. She married her CCM sweetheart, John Lilly, in May 2017 and gave birth to her daughter, Bella Therese, in April 2020. After leaving her full-time ministry work, she strives to continue her mission in leading others to Jesus through her entrepreneurial pursuits. She's the owner of Kara Lauren Photography, LLC, helping Catholic Christian couples, families, and individuals capture sacred moments in their lives, and she helps others experience freedom in their health journey as an independent Octavia health coach. We hope you enjoy this episode. to see a few faces that I'm familiar with with my time in youth ministry within the diocese too um, and see you guys here um, at my alma mater which I love so dearly I used to joke um, so I majored in music and minored in theater and um, I used to joke that I actually majored in CCM and I minored in music um, <laughs> maybe some of you can relate to that um, but yeah I would love to uh, just start with a prayer really quick in your father Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord God, I just thank you so much for this community. Um, I thank you for our lives, the ability to receive your love, and to love others with it. Lord, I just ask that you um, bless the words that I share tonight. Give us the grace to listen um, for what it is that you want to say to us. We pray for all these things in your most holy name. Amen. So yes, so James did a great introduction. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, so I spent quite a bit of time here at the Catholic Campus Ministry, um, and I was a student leader um, for basically all of my time um, here at um, oh my God. Yes. Um, we'll get back to that one. Um, but yeah, <laughs> just a few pictures that I thought were fun. I was um, this little baby Valerius Bible study leader. Um, <laughs> and um, this is a trip uh, to Kentucky that I will always remember dearly. Um, John and I, my husband who's here, he's in the orange shirt there, and then John Moore's back there as well. Um, a really, really special trip. Um, we spent time with Missionaries of Charity and just had a lot of really great moments there that I love to remember. And then that was um, our group at Seek. I was kind of, um, I don't know if anyone really referred to me as it, but the resident photographer for CCM, I took pictures of basically everything, even when they didn't ask me to. I was constantly taking pictures, hence all of the beautiful faces of John Moore. 
actually trying to look for a picture of me with John Moore, and I could not find um, any pictures with him. And so, but I had a ton of him and many, <laughs> many beautiful faces, of course. So, um, but yeah, so it's really special to be here um, with you all and to be with some familiar faces. Um, as I mentioned, I married um, my CCM sweetheart, John Lilly. We um, met my freshman year and his sophomore year, and we're just really good friends for about two years. And then um, things changed, right? God uh, kind of put some things in our heart, and we saw each other a little bit differently, um, and we fell in love, and all of that cute, fuzzy stuff. And, um, and then, um, yeah, we got married about three years later here in the chapel. As you can see, it looks a little bit different at that time. We actually got married right before all the renovations happened, which was like bittersweet because the chapel is so beautiful now, but it was also really awesome to be able to get married um, in the chapel that we had known and loved for so many years. Um, and we had many priests. <laughs> um, just with our involvement in CCM, John is a part of Youth Apostles as well, if any of you are familiar with Youth Apostles. Um, and then our um, the priest that we were working with when we were working at uh, the Basilica of St. Mary at the time as well. I will get back to that. So, yeah. So, just a little bit about me. Um, I was just so honored to be asked to come here and um, speak on this topic. It kind of made me excited but also nervous because I really honestly don't consider myself an expert in health. Um, I've just had a lot of experiences with it, um, I've been very humbled. It. I feel like the Lord has just worked wonders in me personally um, on this topic. Um, and to be honest, I don't usually use the terms of self-care and mindfulness, but I felt like those two words kind of summed up really what I'm going to be talking about tonight um, on this topic. Um, and when it gets down to it, those are the things that I feel I've become so much more passionate about, especially sharing within the community of the church because of my experiences working in ministry and um, just that a necessity of really understanding what it means to take care of ourselves and to be mindful of the ways that God is calling us to grow. Um, but you guys are family to me. I really do consider you guys family just because of, yeah, again, my time here. Um, and so it's going to be really important to me this evening to be a little bit vulnerable about my story, about my time here in CCM, um, also in ministry and throughout my faith. But my main point that I hope that you all will take away from tonight, if you don't get anything else, my main point is that a greater, the greater awareness of and intentionality in nurturing your body, mind, and soul leads you to a deeper connection with our creator and the will he has for our lives. So I think I have this quote up. Let's see if I can get there better. Yeah. So, um, I kind of wanted to introduce it with this particular um, scripture passage um, from Luke 10, 25 through 28. There was a scholar of the law who stood up to test him and said, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? He said in reply, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. He replied to him, you have answered correctly, do this and you will live. So this passage I really feel like is um, just a really great summary of what God is calling us to do, right? 
He calls us to know, love, and serve him, which you'll learn if you go on the spiritual exercise retreat, plug. Um, <laughs> but um, to love the Lord with everything, right? With all of us. He gives us very clear direction, right? This is what we must do to live, right? To live. And as Catholics who are passionate about, I believe, growing the kingdom, who are passionate about um, drawing closer to the Lord, I think that we can do really, really well on focusing on loving God with our whole hearts. We do really well with um, loving God with all of our strength, especially persevering in hard times. And we even do really well in loving our neighbors. I think where we struggle is loving God with our whole being, our whole mind, and sometimes loving ourselves as we love our neighbors. Sometimes we love our neighbors more than we love ourselves, and we take care of our neighbors more than we take care of ourselves. Um, and so that's what we're gonna kind of talk about um, this evening. So what does it look like to love God with our whole being and all of our mind? And so I'm gonna tackle these two words, mindfulness and self-care. So for mindfulness, this idea um, of mindfulness is really being more fully aware of yourself. I did look up the Google definition because I always have to, it's just the way I am. Um, but being mindful is also this idea that you don't overreact to the things that are coming up in your mind, right? You recognize how you're feeling, you're recognizing your thoughts and what is going on in your mind, and you also recognize that you can do something about that. And I think from our Christian perspective, um, we recognize that, um, we recognize the need for healing maybe in that moment, and also the ability that God gives us to grow and to change, right? So sometimes, if we're not being particularly mindful, we might feel something and we might react to that right away and think there's nothing I can do about this. But when we're being mindful, we actually recognize, no, like God has given me the strength and the grace to be able to do something about this right now and he will give me that. And self-care, why is self-care so important? Because it recognizes that the first gift that God ever gave you was your own life. Your own life is the first gift that God ever gave you. And you're called to care for that, right? As we are called to care for every gift that he gives us and to use it to glorify him. So our own lives are really the first place that needs to be healed from sin in the world, which I think we, we know a lot of the time, but we don't always you know, know in our hearts how to go about that. Um, and we can be open to God's grace and healing when we choose to take actions in taking care of ourselves. Um, so of course, there is the spiritual side of all of this, but God is asking us to take care of our entire being, right? So there's even more to, um, he's really calling us to take care of ourselves, not just spiritually, but also physically and mentally as well. So I just wanted to share my story with all of this. Um, just to go back. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, kind of covering these three big topics of mental, physical, and spiritual, um, I would say that really this journey of health, which I really like to think of as healing, um, because when we're focusing on our health, that word heal is in there, um, we're making ourselves whole again, right? Um, we're working towards that, making ourselves whole again. Um, of course, with God, right? God gives us the grace to do that. Um, and that really started 
when I um, started coming um, here to Mason and when I started getting involved with the Catholic campus ministry, when I um, was a freshman, I got involved with a Bible study, I went to beach retreat, all of that fun stuff, and I realized how much I really needed God in my life. Um, my mini testimony is just that um, when I was in high school, um, I really, I never fell away completely from the faith. I was a cradle Catholic, but um, when my, my dad actually passed away when I was 15 years old, and that was, of course, like a very, very um, hard time for me, and I really fell away from um, my faith and really understanding what it meant to have a relationship personally with God. And when I became a freshman and started getting involved and learning to pray, um, I realized that God was really the only one who could heal, heal that part for me. Um, so I quickly got involved. I became a leader, um, as you saw in those pictures. Um, and I began to work towards consistent and daily prayer life. But to be honest, I really struggled with that. Um, and very quickly, um, I got asked into more leadership roles, which was a blessing, and I felt very honored. But to be honest, with my personality and the way that I was thinking, I put a lot of pressure on myself um, to be perfect and to be the perfect leader and to not show my weaknesses and my faults, because how could a um, faithful leader, minister within you know, um, the ministry be imperfect? How could she struggle with prayer? How could she um, struggle with school and struggle with all of her responsibilities? And so um, I started to struggle a bit with anxiety. And to be honest, I struggled with depression, which I really did not know until it all kind of came to a head when I was a senior. And I was serving as student campus minister on a workshop. And I kind of had um, a bit of an episode. I kind of had a breakdown. And I remember um, that moment um, kind of feeling very lost. And we were at the San Damiano Retreat Center. Um, and I remember looking at John Moore and thinking, I just need to go pray. And we were like in the middle of something and I kind of just had to, I had to surrender in that moment. So I went to the chapel and I prayed um, and Father Peter Nassetta, who's the chaplain at the time, or I think John Moore actually came in and was like, what do you need? And I said, I need confession. <laughs> um, and Father Peter Nassetta came in and he was like, all right, let's go. And I was like, okay. So we went to the confessional and you know, I shared my heart and everything that was going on. And he said something that I just really did not expect him to at all. Um, he said, Kara, how would you feel about going to counseling? Um, and at that time, I, I was just really confused. I was like, no, no, like I just need God to heal my heart. Like I just need, I just need confession. I need, um, I need God to just fix me. Um, and that was just such a beautiful, humbling moment to hear from a priest, honestly, to be saying basically like, you know, like actually you need more than that. Or of course, God, but you need, you need counseling in this time. And so I prayed about it and he um, set me up with a wonderful man, um, a wonderful um, counselor that I was able to really heal some um, parts of my life that, you know, had to do with my dad, had to do with, um, my family and just kind of um, anxiety and feelings that I didn't know how to handle throughout my time um, as a leader, just as a person. I didn't know how to respond um, to things properly all the time. And I realized some really big um, things that had been going on in my heart um, 
and I learned ways to respond to those situations um, in a more healthy way. I'll never forget, you know, some of the moments where um, the campus ministers would just help me kind of figure out um, things that I I didn't realize were kind of issues. Um, you know, like always saying sorry too much. I I put so much pressure on myself to always feel like, you know, I had to do everything right. I had to be the person who was taking care of everyone. Um, and in reality, I needed to take that step back and realize um, that that's not gonna be me all the time, right? So that time was really, really um, uh, just um, impactful for me for, I would say the rest of my life. I actually did go to counseling um, in high school also when my dad had passed away, but that counseling was so different because it was much more about who I was as a person and you know, um, and really opened up some things whole life long, you know. Um, and so it impacted me moving forward to kind of learn how to uh, prepare for full-time ministry when I became a full-time youth minister. Um, I graduated and then I went to the Basilica St. Mary and then I went to St. Bernadette. And I really honestly learned how to set up boundaries for myself. I also learned how to um, recognize when I was not um, capable of doing everything and I needed help and learning how to delegate and all of those sorts of things to kind of, again, like care for myself, um, recognizing that I could not do everything. Um, but being a full-time youth minister, working for the church, I, there was always a chapel, there was always a church across the street from me. And I realized I was still struggling with daily consistent prayer. I didn't really fully understand why I just always felt probably, again, that feeling of I just don't have time, I need to constantly be working, I need to do the things that people are expecting me to do, and I just, even that one minute of prayer that I should have done um, coming to the chapel, I just couldn't get myself to do it. Um, so I went on <coughs> a spiritual exercise retreat, um, and, <laughs> and um, one particular year, I continued to go with the women youth apostles, and one particular year, this was really on my heart, like why do I go on these retreats every single time, and I just feel like I never change. And I realized that I really needed a guy. And so that particular year, I um, it really came onto my heart that I needed to make a resolution to find a very regular spiritual director that I would uh, meet with every single month um, who would really help me with that daily consistent prayer life. And so I did. And I really feel like that really started to help me build up that habit and really start to help me recognize the ways that I needed to focus on my spiritual life. Even though I had been in ministry for many years, um, I still needed that guy to help me. Moving on to my physical journey. So all throughout these years, um, again, I think that there was a lot of um, what I realized and learned is that there's a lot of things going on in our head and our heart that are manifested in very real ways that we don't always recognize. And I was still, you know, I'm not perfect and I still do, but I was still struggling with um, that anxiety and that pressure. And I think it was manifesting in ways that I was not really taking proper care of myself physically as well. Um, I remember my freshman year of college, I was um, a little bit overweight um, and 
I just felt to myself, this is, I'm 4'11", this is just my personal story, so I, I know that weight can be a sensitive topic, but again, just being vulnerable. I was um, overweight probably by about um, 50 or 60 pounds, and I just thought to myself that um, as long as I don't get past 80, as long as I don't get past 80, then I'll be okay. Um, and time went on, and my focus went a lot of different places, and once I got um, to senior year, I probably did weigh over 80 pounds overweight. Um, and slowly but surely it continued. And I really had to kind of face um, that question of, <clears throat> am I struggling with this because I don't like the way I look? Or is there more to this, right? I, I wasn't sure if it had to do with self-image or was I building up these habits that were not right for me? I did go through that journey of recognizing that I was beautiful no matter what. I had a wonderful husband who helped me see that as well, who um, loves me for exactly who I am. Um, but there were times where I started to realize this was a real problem. Um, and it wasn't until my um, John and I were expecting that I really got scared. I really got scared that my health was not in the best place to be able to have a healthy pregnancy. Um, and But I tried my best. I made sure that throughout that pregnancy, I was as healthy as I could be. And praise the Lord, we have a beautiful daughter, Bella Therese. Um, but after that, I did start to rapidly gain weight back. Um, and as I was praying about this, um, that particular year in 2020, I realized that I was not gonna be able to figure this out on my own. Um, and I started to look into different programs that I might be able to help me with, which was a very humbling thing, because um, I always felt like, again, I had to do everything on my own. Um, and I really felt like God placed um, a friend of mine into my lap at the time, um, who was a coach for this program called Optavia. And I reached out to her and she told me all about it, and it had a lot of different aspects um, to the program that I didn't realize I could really benefit from. Um, having education and community and a very simple nutrition plan. Um, and so I tried it, I was very hesitant, but I tried it and I started to see progress right away. Um, particularly, of course, in the weight loss, but much more importantly, I started to recognize emotional attachments that I had to food. I started to recognize certain mindsets that I didn't realize I had towards my health. And I was able to make some really solid um, steps in improving those things and recognizing that um, my health in itself, um, my health in itself had so much to do with my whole being and not just the way I looked and not just the way I ate, but how I was truly taking care of myself overall. Um, and so I did, you probably saw briefly, but I did lose 115 pounds on this program um, and, you know, I really started it with this in mind that I wanted to be able to freely live for God and say yes to him and everything. Um, even if I um, didn't want to do everything, having the capability to be able to say yes to him um, and to take care of my daughter um, to the full ability um, to be able to um, not just have the physical ability, but to have the mental ability, the focus um, to live according to God's will. Um, which is, I love that shirt, to begin is for everyone, to persevere is for saints. I really felt like that was a motto for me um, throughout this program and now throughout my life as well. 
Um, something that really stuck out to me at the time um, as I was going through this program and I was really learning how to physically um, take care of myself through healthy eating habits um, and beginning to hydrate myself properly, very simple things, but paying really close attention to them, was I became very physically disciplined. Very physically disciplined. And the reason I did was because I had a very, very clear reason why. Um, I really wanted to, um, to do this for my daughter. I wanted to do this for um, my family and for, um, for all the ways that God might be calling me to live my life moving forward. And so that really motivated me. And something clicked when I was going through that, that if I could be so physically disciplined, why couldn't I be spiritually disciplined? And so I began to use those principles from um, that program of kind of really focusing on why I wanted this and how to go about that. And I started to apply those principles to my spiritual discipline. I knew that if I um, had a plan in place, then I could actually build up that daily consistent prayer life um, in my life. And so things really started to click and it made me realize that it wasn't about those big moments all the time. I was just talking to Larry just a little bit ago um, about you know this spiritual exercises retreat. I know, I keep on mentioning it. It's a really good one. Um, <laughs> but we have these big moments, right? These retreats, these big revelations and in reality, where the growth happens is in the daily choices, the daily habits. Um, making those daily choices, no matter what you're feeling, no matter what you're thinking, always making that daily choice because you know where you want to go. And that really clicked for me as I started to focus on my physical health. So as you can see, it was a whole journey and it continues to be. I'm still um, working on all of these things. Um, but I do want to share five practical tips um, with you all um, that I feel like really helped me kind of work through this, this overall journey. So the first one is um, to determine the area that you need growth. Because um, a lot of this is finding balance, right? We want to find balance in all of these things, but the reality is that there might be an area that you are struggling the most. And so the areas um, where you are doing well might not need as much attention at the, at the time, and focusing on the area that needs attention will actually strengthen those other areas. Um, if you kind of heard through my story, that's kind of what was happening. It really helped me strengthen the other areas of my life and help me make the right choices, the right next choices as well. So um, how you're gonna determine that area, maybe ask the question, what sins do you struggle with the most right now? Um, because oftentimes those are the things, right, that are holding you back from really growing. Um, and then what are what's holding you back from growing in areas that you are most passionate about or those areas that God is calling you to grow in? What is holding you back? Um, and what is holding you back from living out your current mission? Um, that was a huge factor for me as I became a mother. I'm realizing that I wasn't going to be able to keep up with my daughter at the time. And so I really needed to make some physical changes in my life in order to live out my mission as a mother. My second practical tip is to find a guide. If you noticed all, um, all of those moments of my life, in my mental health, in my spiritual health, and in my physical health, I realized I just needed to be humble and say I needed help. Um, I needed to find people who you know, were willing to dedicate time to me and invest time in me to really grow in those areas. 
So if it's mental health, you know, I know that it can be hard, but therapy, counseling is a good thing, especially if we feel like we need it. Um, and it can be a very humbling thing to admit, but it's a very good thing, um, especially if you need it. So find a therapist, um, a life coach, um, that's like a big thing right now. Life coaches, um, you know, love to help people. So if you're feeling like I just need balance and figuring out time and management and all those sorts of things, a life coach, health coach, um, someone who can really help you focus on your health goals, a spiritual director. Um, I think everyone should have a spiritual director um, or a disciple if you're, you know, um, here um, in focus leadership. Um, and an accountability partner. If you just need an accountability partner to just talk to you about these sorts of things. The third practical tip I wanna give you guys is to call up the excuses. We make so many excuses. Um, and to ask the question, is what you're thinking 100% true all of the time? So for example, I just don't have time for prayer. Is that really true? It's probably not, right? There's probably some time in your day that you can consistently dedicate to prayer, right? You have opportunities to learn how to do that. Um, I can't afford to eat healthy. Look at your budget. Look at what you can do. There's so many options nowadays to figure out how to eat a little bit healthier. Um, people need me. They need me to do this. Sometimes they might have that expectation and maybe that might be true that you have a responsibility but they don't need you, they need God. And that was a big thing for me, um, realizing that I needed to um, offer up um, things to God. Um, and learning in that to set those boundaries. People will respect you if you set boundaries and say, I actually really need this time to pray. I actually really need this time to study, um, those sorts of things. Um, and it will help them go to God in those moments. Um, and just as it makes sense for my lifestyle, I really like to call that one out because if you're trying to change your lifestyle, it doesn't make sense for your lifestyle right now. You need to change your lifestyle, right? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so those sorts of excuses, um, just calling all those out. Um, and this one is a little bit of a vulnerable one and it might um, be a little bit hard to hear, but um, I think that this can be an excuse. I'm beautiful the way that I am. Your beauty doesn't have to do with your health. You are beautiful no matter what, but your beauty does not have to do with your health, right? Um, so don't use that as an excuse, right? Um, are you living, the real question to ask there is, are you living the way that you desire? Because you're gonna be beautiful no matter what, but if you wanna live differently and you feel like you're being held back from the way that God's really truly calling you to live, then don't use that as an excuse. Um, and, you know, nurturing and taking care of yourself, it might seem selfish, um, especially for those of us who are um, who are in ministry or who are, um, yeah, who just have a very um, faithful life trying to, to do God's will. Um, but I actually was thinking about this. I, I thought, you know, Jesus took care of himself. He took really good care of himself, right? If we wanna live like Jesus, we need to recognize that he also took care of himself. He went away from people to go and pray Right? He took that time and he stood by it. Um, and if you think about it, he probably had to really keep strong and stay physically fit in order to do his work, right? Especially in carpentry. So kind of recognizing that, um, and he kept very healthy relationships, right? We know that too. Um, so just recognizing that um, 
that we might think it's selfish, we need to sacrifice everything to help all those around us, but um, kind of following Jesus in that too, that recognizing where, where that balance is um, and where God might be calling us um, to take care of ourselves first sometimes. Um, all right, and last note just about making excuses. Um, I'll do that after I graduate. I'll focus on that after I'm done with this class. I'll focus on that when, um, when this thing is over, when this event is over. Um, there's no better time to start. And speaking as someone who really didn't focus on some of these um, habits and some of these changes in my life until four, six years after I graduated, don't wait. Um, because God has so much planned for you. And if you start focusing on these things now, if you, you know, find a counselor now um, and work through those sorts of things, um, you know, start working on your physical um, health now, those things will really help you, especially as you enter into your primary vocations. I know that was a long tip, but fourth tip, <laughs> goal set. Okay, so uh, this might seem kind of cheesy, but I'm actually just gonna tell you um, to goal set, it's great to pick one big goal, but then to focus on smaller goals. So taking one day at a time, if goal setting kind of scares you, I really wanna encourage you to um, ask, what is the next right thing that I should do to focus on this area? Because um, so much, again, of finding balance between all these different areas of health um, comes from making daily choices. So if you already have in your mind, like I need to work on this, this area of my life, then start bringing that into your everyday. What choice can I make that's gonna lead me to growth in this area of my health? And just the fifth tip, last one, recognize how you can apply your growth in that one area to all areas of your life. There's kind of a, a buzzword in the health coach world and life coach world um, called um, integration. Um, so fully integrating um, your life, right? Um, you wanna be, you're not, like I said, like you might focus on one specific area of health um, at a time, but recognizing that all of those are connected, and that you can grow in all of those um, at the same time. One might be growing a lot more than the others, but you can still grow in all of those. Recognizing that your role um, as a leader um, is at the same time as being a student, and recognizing how to balance those sorts of things, or um, yeah, in all of those different areas. Really recognizing where God is kind of giving you the grace to grow in all of those areas. Um, I just want to end in a prayer of thanksgiving, um, and I think we have time for questions after. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Lord God, I just thank you again for this time that we've had together. I thank you for just all the ways that um, you've given us um, to be able to grow and to take care of ourselves so that we might truly, truly encounter you, Lord, that we might be open and free to encounter you in our lives, to experience all the gifts that you give us in our life. Thank you, Lord, for all these. We lift up all of our intentions and say glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now,
Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Thursday Night Streams podcast. We hope that Kara gave you a little more insight into how to be more mindful in our day-to-day lives and how to care for our body, minds, and souls. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll catch you guys in the next one. God bless.